thank you for listening to Yes to Another Podcast on the Real Fun DC app. And as always, you can email us at yes to another podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media on Twitter at Yes Another Pod and on IG, Yes Another Podcast. Episode 99. Almost there. Almost there to the milestone. We're gonna have like fireworks. You know, I you know, I tell you what, look here, between me and you, you know, I kind of like swipe some fireworks down the city of course you did and like you know so like for our 100 episode i plan on letting it all loose well it wouldn't be the first time we've heard fireworks this month uh, oh, look at man sheesh <laughs> yeah i swear i still hear fireworks uh at, you know on at least on the weekends i've been hearing fireworks still they've been oh, yeah. days, yeah. but it's like july is just firework month basically so it's like a, it's it's I tell you, if you're driving, I, I was sitting in my car one time, like I just had this loud, this loud banging, like man, like that was, like, you can like mess around and have like a medical like emergency because at the end of the day they're explosives. And so, um, but yeah, Darius, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Welcome back. We missed you last week. Yeah, yeah, that was a good episode too. Well, thank you, thank you. Always uh, happy to have my guy Sam on. He uh, he he was more than happy to hold down the fort in your in your spot. He was like, "Say what? I get a chance to do what? <laughs> Where's Carlos?" Yeah, he was very very excited uh, to come on the show, and he did a good job. So appreciate him com- coming on and co-hosting with me last week. But you're back in the saddle, so let's get to it, man. Yes, yes. yes. Hey, what can I follow you at? I can be followed at the underscore game eight three six on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, and on YouTube. So, and by the way, you can follow me at that brother Los on IG and Twitter. So while I was gone, right, um, of course, you know, y'all talked last week about like the Cosby situation, but the irony of that was I was invited to a theater play up in Baltimore. My friend, who is also a listener of the podcast, a member of Yap Nation, um, thank you she, for listening. Um, Rachel, shout out to Rachel. She uh, she does theater acting, okay. And matter of fact, she used to work with the radio station a while back, like a long time ago. Like you know, I, when I started, I think I don't want to I don't want to get the story wrong, but I think I kind of put her on. I think I can't remember at, at this point. If, if I'm wrong, she will surely let me know. But so she started doing like acting, and so like I've been like going. To see some of our shows in, in DC, in Baltimore, and what have you. But recently, she was a part of a sh- uh, show called The Cosby Satire. And I thought it was like, huh, The Cosby Satire, like interesting. And so, what I didn't know how, what to expect from it. I didn't even know if I was going to go. Matter of fact, I was going to go, regardless, of, like, I mean, I'm still a fan of, like, I haven't watched the show in like years, but I'm still a fan of the show overall. I'm not a fan of, some of the actors um i'm still i'm very very disappointed in my my crush miss felicia rashad and her ill-advised uh tweet that which was so bad that uh the original aunt vilb had to (laughs) come for it and get her get her together real quick (laughs) but so i wasn't too sure but the cosby the cosby satire was um a two-part play series that basically was a mix it based off a couple of episodes actual episodes but without actually for copyright reasons you couldn't call like to play like you know the characters by their real names or whatever so for example, was it? 
So you said where was it? Yeah. Oh, it was in Baltimore. Huh. It was like East Baltimore. It wasn't too far from Morgan State. Um, <laughs> I haven't been to the east side of Baltimore in a long time. And they, it looked a lot different from when I was up there in college. So hell, Morgan State looks completely different. You know what that's called, right? Yeah, it begins with a G. Okay, gotcha. It begins with a G, you know. <laughs> I go up there, and the first episode, the first part was called Part One Pudding. And so it was like, basically Pudding, who is Theo. So it's the son, okay. He mm-hmm. also like loses his virginity ahead of uh, his senior year of high school. And his mom and his sisters role play to teach him about consensual sex. Which is very, very um, timely, considering Cosby's situation, right? And so that that episode basically, obviously, it wasn't a real episode from like the Cosby Show, but it was an episode like I think the same premise was like Theo wanted to be live on be on his own, and so the family taught him, look here, it's expensive to live on your own. So like he would go to different, he would go to different. Um, there, I think his family played different characters. So like if you wanted like get a sandwich he had to like f- pay like five dollars for the sandwich or something like that and then his buddy cockroach came in and like you know joined the fun he's like he'll have a blast and the same thing happened with this um play where pudding uh friend who plays like you know cockroach he was kind of like the bad boy talking i mean it could, like, first, the part one it was very vulgar not for kids at all good to know a lot of uh locker room talk it was almost uncomfortable because like, like damn you know, there's a lot of women in here. Like I didn't, like, I felt weird, you know, watching it. And like, I heard some of the women, <laughs> mm-hmm. that boy, that boy ain't no good. <laughs> <laughs> but, and so they, like, so basically his cockroach, the kid who's playing cockroach is trying to influence pudding, AKA Theo, why it doesn't, does, you don't have to worry about consensual sex. But at the, ultimately at the end of the play, um, end of that act, it was, um, he was he was ready and he, he understood the tools and what how you pull to treat a woman you know mm-hmm. so it was it was really good that first that first act was really good the second act starred my friend um and it was virtue who basically denise she goes to college right and so it basically season one of the different world and so basically virtue um she finished her first year of um she finished her first year of um, college. I think it's the homecoming weekend. Her parents are gonna come up there, but like, she wants to. She's thinking about dropping out of school, and you don't really know why. You know, she's like, her family come up to see her and all that stuff, and like, she's kind of like not feeling it. And like, she's having an issue with a boyfriend, who is, who looks like uh, Kadeem Hardison. <laughs> and so I forget I forget what his name was. I, I couldn't. They ran out of programs, and so I don't have. Like, so unfortunately, I don't have the program with me. But like, there was someone who played Kadeem. Matter of fact, I think they called him. What was it? What was his name on the show? Dwayne. His name show. His name was Dwayne on the show, but they called him Kadeem in the play. And by the way, on a, on a, to backtrack, they didn't call um, them Mr. Huxtable or Mrs. Huxtable. They said, "Hey, Mr. H. Hey, Miss Miss H." Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how they did it, right? Okay. So, and so for this, it was like, all right. They called. They called. Um, oh, what's her name? Dwayne. What's What's the girl? Um, Jasmine Guy's character's name. I can't. Oh gosh, I can't think of it. But she. But instead of calling. But but instead of calling her by the character, they called her by Jasmine, which is the actress's name. And let me tell you that the girl who played Jasmine sounded just like Jasmine Guy. 
just like her. I mean, she had the Southern twang down pack. Actually, probably, you know, outside of my friend, like probably my favorite character. It, it was just, it was a really good, it was a really good. Um, Whitney is who you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Whitney, Whitney. We can edit this out if you want to. <laughs> uh, but she played, she heard, she, instead of being called um, Whitney, she was called Jasmine. And so at the end of the play, basically, uh, Virtue, who's supposed to be Denise's character, uh, finds out she's pregnant. And, mm. and Kadeem and her got to talk about it. And she wanted, she wanted to explore her options. And so, and she got to tell the parents. And in the midst of all this, there's a step show that got to take place. And so they had a whole step routine too. It was, yo, that was so much fun to watch. It was so much fun to watch. A step routine in this play? Yeah, because it was like, it was like, uh, no, you seem to do, uh, not do the right thing. You seen school days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was home. I mean, it's at an HBCU. So by, by the way, it wasn't called uh, Hillman College. It was called, uh, I think it was called Hillcrest. Okay. So they they were very clever about how they, you know, didn't use any likenesses. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. From the actual shows. So I, I believe, like that. That's I cool. believe they called it Hillcrest. And so it's funny because I was going to wear my Hillman shirt, but then at the same time, I didn't know how to feel about that. I was like, oh, I would have been better. I felt more comfortable wearing it if Cosby wasn't out of jail and acting, you know, and then about to go like, you know, on a, on a comedy tour, which I don't know why he thinks he's going to, that's going to work. But wait, I, what? Yeah. Oh, you, you don't know about that? Apparently, no. He, apparently, he's trying to go on, go on tour. Oh no! I don't know. Man, if you don't sit your oh, look here, look here. I have see, this is my beef with some of these guys, right? If somehow you find a way out of jail. Cause I had this issue with OJ too. You find yourself out of jail when OJ getting the first the first trial, right? Just sit your ass down and just shut up. Just be done. Don't be done. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't go write no book. Why can't you just go disappear? Why don't, don't go write no book? If I did it, this, this is how I do it. What the hell? What kind of dope? Man, you, your ass belongs in jail. And so Cosby, I don't know what the hell he's, he's doing. Felicia Rashad, I don't know what she was thinking being the dean the dean for uh, uh, Cosby Fine Arts at Howard. Because now they're going to try to get her out the paint real quick. You know, it's, so, it's a whole mess. So that being said, I didn't want to wear my uh, my Hillman shirt. You know, I got like a Hillman shirt. And mm-hmm. a Hillman, uh, yep. I'll send yeah. you her, bro. Yeah. And so and it was some, like, some fresh gear. But uh, yeah, it was a good show. It was a really good show. I wish it was more than one weekend. I really did because I would have been like, "Yo, uh, come go check this bad boy out." I would definitely would have recommended. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was that good. I really had a good time. And I, I'm not really big on, you know, theaters and plays. I mean, I seen a few of my friends um, plays, and they've all been good. Uh, but this is the first one that was very much. It was like basically all it was an all black cast, uh, minus um, uh, one girl who you know basically played a. Uh, uh, Maria Tomei, that's the name. Marissa Tomei, Marissa, Marissa Tomei from a um, different world. Yeah, and so but it was a, it was just a good show, a really good show. And so um, you know, I'm really, really proud of my friend. And uh, hell, she's you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gas her too much, but you know, <laughs> she, I mean, she really taking this acting thing you know, full like you know, by the horn because she's on like Metro commercials. Hmm. And if you if you pay attention, if you watch TV, um, there's a commercial where she's like walking to uh, Gary Place Chinatown, the station, and you go through like the turn, like you know the um the turnstile and all that stuff. She like you know got a, a I think a red dress on, 
and um we got a mask on she got a beautiful like her beautiful fur going flowing um she's really doing a lot of acting stuff right now locally so i'm really proud of her i'm really proud of her so but yeah man that was a good show that was a really good show i I, I wish i could see that again and very timely considering yeah just getting out i asked her about that too i was like how do y'all feel about because enough time had gone by that you can kind of play it off like i think enough people be like all right cool i'll watch this because like the, the whole copy thing is kind of over now like at least two three years have gone by already but then he pops up like i'm out <laughs> and like, uh-oh uh-oh this is bad for business you know and i was like i think they were they were concerned about the um the turnout but every every show was sold out every show was sold out so and it was a very small little theater like in um i think it's called frankfurt that part of baltimore i, I forget how big baltimore city is expansive i'm not I'm not a big baltimore guy i don't really go up there for ba- much baltimore but... is, a, is well i mean baltimore is bigger than dc but like baltimore is yeah it's pretty big it's it's, it's it's pretty big you know so yeah but yeah that was my um that was my you know that's what i did on my hiatus so aside from watch your hawks get you know eliminated from the playoffs well okay you had to bring that up you know? <laughs> what, what? look here look here my brother look here I know no they're gonna people gonna be talking about them next season. They're not gonna be talking about the Wizards next season, right? Even though y'all just got a coach a new head coach, which is uh what's Ansel Jr. We did yeah. hyped up. Let's go. I'm happy for you and your accomplishments, I guess. But yeah, no, anyway, look here, I'll just say this and um I really it was a really fun ride with the Hawks. Uh I always knew they were gonna beat those punks from New York. And those Knicks fans, I always knew that I there was never a doubt in my mind that we was we wasn't gonna beat New York. Um, and Philadelphia, I was like, I didn't think it was I didn't think we were gonna beat this Philadelphia, and to force a game seven and win in Philadelphia and for game seven, that was that was great. That was great. So um, yeah, we then <laughs> Drake is hurt on a free injury of on the, the damn ref, and that was that that was the end of that. So you know that. That's kind of how, how it goes. But it was a fun ride. It was really fun. I have no complaints. But Trey is my dude, as you know. Yeah, we just wanted to bring it full circle because we were teasing you last week that you weren't here because you were watching your Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Partly it was, true. It was partly true. We know. Partly true. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this episode july 19th 2021 um in the dmv we are both Darius and i are are or were affiliated with the washington nationals at one point and of course as everybody knows there was chaos on saturday because there was a shooting outside the stadium but you couldn't tell the people that inside the stadium because as far as we knew there was an active shooter inside of Nats park yeah, it's it's a crazy situation. It's it's funny. I wasn't even well. I guess it's not funny, but I wasn't even aware of it until um, I got a text message from one of my coworkers. We were like, I'm in a group text chain. Um, one of our coworkers' wives' uh, wife was at the game, and we got got a text message from another coworker, and he asked in that group text chain. He said, "Is everything okay? Or what's going on?" Um, and I was like, okay, what's he referring to now? 
this is because I wasn't watching the game at the time. Uh, I was, I don't know, I was doing other stuff. And so I'm like, okay, what's he talking about? So then I, I went to go pull up the game uh, via the means that I have to pull the game up since, you know, you can't watch the game on uh, uh, internet because the Nationals are the one team in the league that doesn't let you watch games on the internet, but whatever. <laughs> um, really? Really? That's a whole nother thing. We'll talk right, about we'll that another we, time. Yeah, we got more important things to talk about here. More important things to talk about. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I went to go turn the game on and it was in a longer than usual commercial break. Uh, and I was like, OK, this is kind of weird. And then I, 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 my initial thought was it was in a, a weather delay because I know weather was pending that night. Me and my friends were actually going to go to that game that night, but we decided not to go uh, one because one of the dudes had to work a little bit later than we thought too, because weather looked like it was going to be shaky anyway. So we figured the game's probably going to get canceled or postponed or delayed or something. So we didn't, we ended up not going. Then you start seeing your Twitter feed blow up a little bit and you're like, Whoa, wait a minute. What? And, and a lot of it was, we don't know what's going on, but there's a period, there's a peers, there's an active shooter. And then there's videos that are popping up all over the Twitter feed of people who are running and taking cover and, then there's players bringing people who are, you know, close to the dugouts down into the dugout and into the clubhouse. It, it had to be a chaotic scene to be there. Just the fear of not knowing what's actually happening, because as you, you know, anybody that listened to or heard the broadcast, the, you can hear what I don't know. Now, you know, is gunshots. At the time, it probably didn't sound like gunshots to you. It just probably just sounded like typical stadium ambient noise. But, you know, listening back now, you can tell it's like those are very obvious gunshot sounds. So I can't even imagine being in the stadium on that side of the stadium, which uh, goes down South Capitol Street, that third base uh, kind of third base media, home plate area section, yeah go, that's how easy to get to the stadium yeah absolutely yeah down yeah. that side of yeah. uh, of the stadium anybody that's sitting on that side i mean it had to have been so much more apparent that it was gunshot sounds to them so i i yeah. can't even imagine the fear that was struck in those people just not knowing if that's in the stadium or if it's outside the stadium or if that's in the section right next to you or the section right below you you just the the fact that these people didn't know it's got to be terrifying. And it's not, and we're not just talking adults. We're talking children and kids and, and, and toddlers that were in the stadium uh, witnesses of such a chaotic scene. I just, I just can't even imagine being there at that for that man. I, it had to be crazy, but the full story of course ended up being that it was, uh, it was uh, two cars that were basically having a slight shootout on South Capitol street, which is crazy to even say and think about, especially that close to the baseball stadium. Those that know the location of the baseball stadium and know, you know, across the street from the baseball stadium is probably not one of the greatest areas in the city. Uh, yeah. Still a little hot. Still a little hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's right next to, well, I mean, and I'm saying it's, that it's, right. it's a developing area, but it's, you know, there's still sections of that area that aren't. It, it gets, it get real. Great. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it turns out that yeah, it was uh, it was basically two sh- two shooter two cars shooting at each other, and uh, there was three people who ended up getting wounded from this. Uh, as far as I know, nobody's died or passed away from it. But uh, I, again, I I just can't imagine being in attendance that night and 
witnessing all the scrambling and the panic that was going on because you just don't know if if you don't know if the worst is happening and you know again not to make light of three people getting wounded from that slight car to car shootout but (laughs) the worst is obviously if it was some sort of mass some sort of mass gunfire inside the stadium and that's what some of those people probably thought which is uh which is sad to think about yeah you know um i got put over in that on that block a while back i'm trying to make a turn um because over there on game day this i mean it's it's really tough to the streets are really they got the restrictions that makes it really hard to park yeah so even on making like making a left-hand turn on some of these streets is like on game days you can't do it yeah there's a lot of areas where they don't allow you to go certain ways because they want a certain flow of traffic to to kind of help ease traffic uh, potential traffic jams and things of that sort so so i tried um making a left turn and i paused it was like late night i paused and i saw the police car just sitting there like chilling i tried to make a left turn like oh i can't make it so i like i kind of made it uh uh i reverted back into my lane oh i got their attention <laughs> next thing you know at the light they were sitting right behind me and when the light turned green i turned took made that left Ooh, sirens came on like here we go and, all right, normally i don't say this all right but I knew why they stopped me. I knew exactly why. So when I rolled my window down, you know, make sure they knew no one else in the car. My hands starts kind of dark. And they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, I was like, do you know why we stop you? Yes, actually, I do know. Because you saw me trying to make that left-hand turn, and I made a, I made an odd, a, a odd um, turn back into the lane, and that's why he stopped me. And they're like, damn. <laughs> they didn't know what to say. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who car is this? Because they were running my tags, right? I think that I think that night I was like using my mom's car or something. I can't remember. But I like, so I was like, yeah, I told the person, who, like, I told the cop who the uh, car belonged to, and he's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like they had nothing. They literally had nothing. Yeah. I already told, I already told him. I know why you stopped me. You know, we had to go through like the whole routine and all that stuff, and you know, hey man, these. You know, you're hey, man, you're tense. You know, I know it's not just a car, but you're tense. You know, to just be careful out here. Like, yeah. All right. And then he asked, he asked me some question, like, well, why didn't you just turn on some other street? I'm like, man, I'm not from here around here. <laughs> I said, I, like, I, I, said I really was, but I was going to pick up somebody, I'll pick up um, a friend. But like, I was going to give him, I was going to give the whole spill, like, yeah, I know, I, I work around the corner. They know. I don't know from right here. And I'm reading, I'll say I was reading the sign and that's what made me stop. I told him exactly what, why, why I made the move I made. So, but that being said, yeah, I know, you know, it's, there's a, you know, there's a squad car on every corner in that particular area. Here's yeah, a question. Typically, typically throughout the course of the game, for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Even out the game. But here's a question. Here's my question to you. We both used to work the red little booth behind left field, you know, for like the street teams events and all that. Um, what would you have done if if we were there on Saturday? Because I, I think I posted this on Twitter and on my Facebook as to what I would have done. I'm curious to know what you would have done. Man, that's that's tough to... It's really even tough to process being in that situation. But like you said, I mean, or like I said earlier, the, the first thing that's going to cross your mind is, is the worst. You're not going to... You're not going to investigate and figure out that it's outside of the stadium you hearing gunshots anywhere near the stadium the the first thing you're th- going to think is the worst 
And I think along with the many other people that were scrambling in a panic, I think I, I, I probably would have been one of those people too, where I'm trying to find my way to either some sort of cover, some sort of hiding spot. Uh, you know, lucky for us, if, if that was the situation, we would have had our booth that we could have got, you know, got inside and locked if, if that was the case. But um, yeah, man, it, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to even process that thought, honestly, but again i would like to believe that would be the first thing i would think is to go inside the booth lock it and and take cover that's basically what i i was telling um i said on facebook for the most part i was like and it was a saturday night too you know you can guarantee during the summertime i was guaranteed to be working at a a saturday night game at nats park oh yeah you would have been uh, uh, yeah, because for those who don't know, Darius was like, you know, he used to schedule schedule us like our like the, the street team and like the promo promotion assistants. And uh, once once Darius had ascended from the the the, the slums of street team and to 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 the to the to uh, the next level of slums that which is like the coordinated position. But and I said that you know tongue in cheek. But yeah, we won't we won't talk about that rate of pay. But but uh. He was scheduling me on, like, on those on those uh, hot ass those hot ass um, summer days, summer night games, and like we had to be there, like at four, and to be because the gates open at around six, so you had to be like at four, you know, in the state our station right across the corner, like right across the street or whatever. So um, a lot of time you can mess around, be a little late, especially if you've done it a few times. You know how to, you know how the routine works, you know, just don't be too late. But I would like to think one. Uh, well, any was that by the way? Do you know? It was stuff. the it was the bottom of the sixth inning, just okay. as just okay. as the uh, the Padres are about to take the field on defense, and okay. the Nats were going to come up to bat. Okay, because um, also I didn't know the Padres were in town, so that's what made it say, "Oh, yeah, I was Fernando Tatis." So everybody's going to want to see Fernando Tatis. Right? Oh yeah, so, yeah, it was huge, huge series. And so um, you know, for us, for like you know, a little inside baseball, no pun intended, because we're talking we're talking about radio here. But how we used to do it was we would work, we'll start working and interacting with the crowd from the time the gates open to the third inning. But it didn't used to be like that till like you know some people messed it up for us and like we had to stay long, we had to work a little longer, and which you know we won't get into that. But it basically up to like the third inning, and then we could like you know pack up and like chill out and watch the game and you know, do whatever we want to do. And then like you know, and wait for post the post game and what have you. But yeah, we'd be in the booth. So I thought the same thing. I would have been terrified, and I also would have walked into the booth and like lock it. Well, at the same time, look here. If you if you telling me there's an active shooter in the stadium, there's only a few places because I think that that near the, behind home plate, I think that's closed off. It's like I think there's a door that you gotta go through before you can go, go around. I don't think you can just go all the way around. So mm-hmm. my my the thing I was thinking is like, if there was an active shooter from the third base side who somehow got into the stadium and walking through the concourse, they're gonna come toward our direction. And if that was the case, um a mix of chaos, we'll close the, the I think we have like some blinders to close the windows, you know, to shut it, you know, to close. I like I think we have some blinds. I yeah, think. it was something like something that. Something like that. You know, and like take cover. And I'm, to be honest, for me, if I saw people like seeking shelter, especially if there was an active shooter. I probably would have brought a few people inside, probably a few, not many, but only a few, you know, and it's to duck, turn lights off and duck, you know, and it's hope for the best. 
at that point, security and police should be, be taking care of this problem. It, you know, there, there's no reason that this should this this person should be on the premises roaming freely. So that's what I think I would have done. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, my mom my mom called me. She like, I was like, I told her like, well, you know, on Saturday nights I'll I'll be working in that game a lot of times. She like, I know. So she said she thought of me immediately because like, my goodness, Carlos would have been out working the game in in. <laughs> And she would have been terrified. I, you know, I'm so glad that that you know, it didn't, it didn't happen the way it could have happened. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been like it's a lot of violence in the city to begin with. It's, it is bad because it made international news. Of course, right? Yeah. So, so think about it. So, so it made international news. Now, now most likely, people, the president got to probably, you know, maybe chime in low key, and now and then, you know, Mayor um, Mario Bowser, who is the mayor of Baltimore, DC. She got laid a hammer, laid a fist down on the police commissioner. The police commissioner got laid a, the the hammer down on their disciples to find these people. Because they got they got to show that they can they have the city under control. But it's been like a lot of deaths, a lot of gun violence, a lot of murders in this, um, this summer. And so you can't have the city looking like you know murder capital USA, you know, because like, I think at the moment Baltimore is leading that category. Uh, so. You know, uh, mm. and also, you know, I'm gonna keep it real before we wrap this segment up. There's a lot of people who are who are chiming in who probably weren't born or raised in the city, who are just who is making comments like I saw someone make a comment like I expect this from Baltimore, but not DC. You're like, motherfucker. clearly, clearly, you don't know the landscape of the cities, you know. And that's kind of a very much like a, a one of those type of comments that you probably shouldn't even make that comment, you know, because you don't know what you're talking about, you know, you know. So, um, yeah, it's there's, there's few, yeah, there's, there's a few, there's a few, you know, DC don't stop, don't end at Navy Yard, you know, there's a whole, there's a whole nother part of DC that, you know, that people don't, certain people don't travel to, right? And so, like, don't make that comment, you know, and, and there's a lot of family, good, there's a lot of, you know, good people and families in these neighborhoods, you know, but they're surrounded by guns and, and gangs. You know, and like, look at the girl who got shot, um, I think over the weekend on MLK and Malcolm X. It's a little girl like that, like, you know, got just you know, killed, right? And these are places, you know, you know, I'm familiar with and like, you know, you're familiar with and like, it just, it just, it's upsetting. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they have to, so yeah, those dudes could have been, how stupid could you be? Cause now you made international news. And so they're gonna get that ass. No, they're gonna they gonna they gonna find them boys. So you know, you can't run too far. You know, it's, it's crazy because it's like the second incident that happened near Nats Park. Remember that um that guy who got carjacked by those two girls, teenage girls? Yeah, yeah, that was and, that happened while I was working in the office a block away from there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's insanity. Do you see that you ever see the video for that that craziness? Yeah, yeah, I saw the video from it. Um, was, I mean, I even, even that day, I remember like, I have a, from where I work in the building, I have a straight beeline like view of exactly where everything finished at yeah. basically. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know, obviously I wasn't paying attention enough to it seen when it happened live, right? when it happened live, but seeing all the commotion around it afterwards, uh, you know, see it right through the window of the studio that, that I'm in. It's uh, yeah, it's it's a lot bizarre it's, times, bizarre it's, times for it's, sure. 
yeah you know it's one of it's one of the rare times that you know we you know it's it's it's, it's very interesting because we're you know where we work at you know and not so where we live but what we work at you know and how we affiliate with these these franchises so i don't know you know we'll see how it plays out i don't think that was deter people from going to the city i mean going to the games but you know so you never know yeah. you gonna watch the olympics uh yeah i get i get pretty size for for certain olympic events i think swimming's cool i i'm into uh, i mean they now have extreme sports in the olympics such as like skateboarding and and bmx so i'm into that stuff of course i'm in a team usa basketball uh and there'll be other like little random events that I'll find myself uh, watching, sprinting, things of that sort. So, yeah, I'm into it as long as it's going to go down as planned, of course. <laughs> That's the key. Cause I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I tell you what, I was, I was very much, um, I always watch the summer games. I don't ever watch the winter game. I have, I've never really cared for the basketball aspect of it. I'm only there for one thing and one thing only. Track and field. Because hmm. I ran track, track and field guy. Okay. I, I ran track in high school. Uh, even before high school, like even when I was young, like I think the 96 Olympics, it was like I think it was Michael Johnson. Uh, he was like one of the fastest man line at the time. Uh, and I always used to know about Flojo. And so I was always like very much intrigued by like track and field, like hurdles and the, I love the, um, the, um, the relays, all the relays, the hurdles, and I did all those events like in high school. So, track and field is where I, I go to for when it comes to Olympics. That's my that's the that's the event that I'll be watching. You know, everything else, yeah, no, nah, I'm cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know because between um, Sakari Richardson, what's her name? Sakari Richardson, Sakari. Yeah, Sha- yeah, Sakari Richardson. That's her name. Thank you, Darius. Thank you, Darius. My, 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 <laughs> my co just look at me like, uh, who are you talking about? <laughs> no, my, my fault. I was on mute and I couldn't figure out how to unmute. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to be in that joint after like all the little, the, the promos and her, like, you know, she's running pointing at the, the, her time because she, she made it to the qualifying and like, you know, she's looking very strong and all. And then, her team failed her because, you know, she was smoking, you know, smoking some weed. We're not going to get too big into that, you know, but I still, eh, I understand why she was smoking because she had just lost, you know, her, her biological mom. Mm-hmm. Her, te- her team should have been on her. Like, hey, look here, there's bigger things on the line here, you know. And so that's a big disappointment because they can't market her now. And I don't know any other track and field star outside of uh, Allison Felix. But she had the tail end of her career, and she already got all her gold. But you know, but this, um, this girl, she was supposed to be like you know, must see TV, and that's not gonna happen. Uh, and that, well, also, everybody seems to be having COVID. It's like Tokyo is having a really bad, like that. It's like a third wave of um COVID outbreaks. Uh, Coco Golf stepped down from um playing the uh, the Olympics because she has COVID now. And so it's like, you know, it. I don't know. I'm not because I'm not watching Team USA basketball. I have no desire to watch those guys whatsoever. You know. Um, now why is that? Could have did, did my boy Dirty Dan. <laughs> Look, I don't know why Lord Pierce is on that team. He hasn't done squad. He hasn't done anything. The team he had, 
almost didn't make the playoffs. They had to let his foolishness go for them to get like two games in the finals. He's just an assistant, though. And where he where he belongs, where he belongs. Yeah, you know, he, he, well, no, he's a well, he's a head coach now for the Pacers, but still. Uh, but though I have no no interest, I never really had interest in like in like the basketball aspect of um, of the Olympics. I mean, technically, we you know keeping it real, it should be in the Winter Games because that's where it belongs. But the NBA will never allow that. You know, they will never allow the NBA, the NBA to take a break because of the Olympics. Right. I believe yeah. the NHL is doing that for the Winter Olympics. I read somewhere that NHL is actually going to take a break. I think that was just announced today or yesterday, actually. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, today. Mm-hmm. yeah. I got the hot scoop, buddy. <laughs> you know, so, um, so just like just like when uh, in soccer when they do international breaks, like, there's nothing wrong with doing an international break. It's the Olympics. You can take a break. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. But no basketball is considered. You know, they just do in the summer because I'm not watch or why. But you know, I, you know, I think it's I think it's cool. It's better in, in the winter. It's more appropriate because it's in season. And so, but I guess I guess if your team. I guess they don't want anyone getting hurt. Well, I don't know. It's the same thing happening in soccer. Like, all right, you go to international break and you know, your star player gets hurt for the national team and now he's out for a while for the club team. So, I mean, it can go both ways. You know, NBA is not any more special than like any other these other leagues. So, you know, yeah, no. that's, that's my point. So, but no, I don't, I have no uh, desire of watching that. Um, maybe, maybe I'll watch a little soccer, maybe, but you know, eh. I don't know. I just I, I feel like the standard person is just excited for anything that says team, whatever country you want to, you know, you represent. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't even if it is a random sport or uh, athletic discipline that you don't really care about. You do care about the, the people that are representing your, your country's flag yeah. at the end of the day. I'll tell you this much. Um, the, the best part of it, I will watch the opening ceremony because to watch my mom, you know, face light up when Liberia was introduced on live television. And I still have the video somewhere where she's dancing in the house and, you know, and, you know, and chanting like Liberia's name. And, you know, that brought, they, you know, that damn near brought a tear to my eye, you know, because the country, the country that she, you know, uh, she was born and raised in, you know, had to suffer a, a horrible civil war and they're they still trying to like recruit from that. So to see the country uh, represented, and I think they're going to be doing track and field, you know, you know, it, it, it's a very proud moment. I, I remember some of the commentary when he would introduce some of these countries, the 30 countries you don't really, not really familiar with, is a little questionable. I remember some years back, there was a country, I think it was like an African country, a small little country that I never heard of, but they were like, this is the poorest country in the world. Why would you say that? You think the people who the people who live in this country and I don't I don't remember the country's name. I don't. I'm sorry. But imagine you see a country on TV. You're happy. You're very happy and proud to see your country on TV. And the commentator, the American commentary says this is the poorest country in the world. How do you think that's gonna make you feel? Yeah, that's a little. That's a little insensitive on whatever commentating crew's part that was. Bob Costas. Oh boy, come on, Bob Costas. I, I believe I'm pretty sure that was, I'm pretty sure that was Bob Costas who said it. And come I, and on, I, man. And I, and, I, and I rock with Bob Costas, but I'm pretty sure he was the one who made that statement. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, that 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 rubbed me the wrong way. Kind of like why why we do that, and it looks bad too. Because also, you know, 
so the, the African country, that's where you're gonna, you're gonna make that comment for that country. So um, <laughs> I hope it's not Bob Cobb. I, I hope it is Bob Cobb. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, I made that, I made that firm statement. Next thing you know, I'm gonna get like a tweet from Bob Cobb. He's like, look here, <laughs> come see me, buddy. You know, Bob Cobb's not a big guy at all. He's a very small guy, but he's a legend. So get respect legends. Yeah, well, I don't know. I just like like we said. I I just hope the Olympics actually happens at this point because it yeah. It, it, yeah, whatever mess they have going on over there in Tokyo with COVID spreading, it's not like it's the only place where COVID is re reemerging. I mean, COVID's even reemerging here, uh, but uh, in the on the state side as well as very many other countries. But I mean, we we we've already seen the impact on some of our teams with COVID. Like you said, Coco Golf. Uh, I mean, our own DC's own Bradley Bill is off yeah, of Team yeah. USA basketball because of it. Uh, yeah. I believe I believe Jeremy Grant is Jeremy Grant and Zach Levine are currently in protocols, yeah, yeah. which might delay them traveling to Japan. Uh, and and I'm sure they're not the only ones affected a- across the various different disciplines. That <laughs> that COVID COVID is, is is a son of a bitch, and COVID, I hope I hope it doesn't bring this olympics tumbling down i think of covid like i think of um the shredder remember in timmy and the turtles of course 90 1990 version the best version the only version i you know i will ever acknowledge um shredder dies in the end of that movie of course <laughs> and then he reemerges bigger and stronger after like, <laughs> having the ooze that's how i feel covid is right now like i feel like covid is trying to emerge as a super this super villain in this got even stronger. And it's like, um, I don't want us to go back to where we started. I really don't. Especially so close to, I mean, I I mean, basically the world, like the world has been back open for a couple months now. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, here we are, we're getting close to getting back on track with, with football being in its proper time of year. And, You know, in October, basketball will be back in its proper time of year, we assume. And uh, this is just coming from us as sports fans. You know, the, the selfish side of us, we want to get back in the stadiums and be able to enjoy these sports again. Because a year without being able to go to these sports was, it sucked. It was and, weird. Yeah. It was really weird. You know? And and, I, and if, if I remember correctly, I believe this Olympics so far is slated to take place without fans. Yeah. Which that's going to, how bizarre is that? How you have an opening ceremony? And they're not gonna, they're gonna, no one gonna be in the fans. No one gonna be in the stands to like fade the wave that. You know, I really wanted, you know, I wanted to, I still want to go to their, uh, you know, Olympic Village where all the athletes hang out. But see, I think so. COVID's not the only thing you have to worry about if, you, if you're in the Olympic Village. But um, yeah, past- apparently, apparently Japan thinks Olympic Village is a, is a, is where you get your your freaky time on. Yeah, yeah apparently so. <laughs> you know, at least that's what I think. <laughs> oh boy! But this is episode ninety nine. We have one more episode before the season five um, wraps up. Episode one hundred. Um, we appreciate all the support through this season, um, and we got you know a couple big guests for episode 100 you know make sure to follow us on twitter and on social media and you know you'll know when we're recording it you'll know because i'll let you know you know me or Darius will let you know 
And um, we got y'all. If you try, if you want to email us, you can email us at yes another podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media on Twitter, yes another pod, and on IG, yes another podcast. Follow us on Twitter. We, you know, we slowly but surely we're, we're getting some we're getting some followers. Mm, building we, up a little clientele. We, we're getting there. You know, on, you know, on Instagram, we just like we got we're not solid, but we we are we are very comfortable at the fault of our following at the moment. At the moment. Um, Twitter we need a little bit more a little bit more work. Um, I got a beef with Instagram real quick before yeah. we before we close this out. I didn't even realize that they limited how many hashtags you can put on something. Really? I, I want to say it was 30 hashtags, which is, I mean, don't get me wrong, 30 hashtags is a lot, but yeah, a lot. what if, what if I want to do 32? Are you kidding me? I was, and this just comes from experience of posting our last episode. I, I was the one that posted thanks to you finally giving me the password to the account but <laughs> the the yeah i went to put you know several hashtags you know trying to get our clicks up and and get some people to see it and you know a promote page or two to to to, to find us and yeah I, I i had like three or four more hashtags i wanted to do and it was like nope you can only do 30 hashtags get it together instagram that's all i got that's all i got oh man where do you follow that drops mike <laughs> Uh, you can follow me at the underscore game eight three six on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch. And make sure to download the Real Fun DC app, where you can find all our episodes. And we do have a new time. You notice, Darius, we have a new time on on the on Real Fun DC app. Yeah, I knew this. He did not notice. <laughs> We're on around six. You know, so you can find us throughout the day. As a matter of fact, I will even tweet it out tomorrow so you can know all our new times. So we're not just on at eight. So we are on like throughout the day, Monday through Friday. So yeah, we'll definitely tweet that out on IG and um, on Twitter. I make, definitely make, knew that. And make sure, make sure to leave us some reviews. Come on, come on. You want us to come back with season six, right? Leave us some reviews. Let me know what. Let us know what you want to see. What you want us to talk about in the next season. You know, who we want us to bring on. If you're an artist, come by. We may play your music, or we may not. I don't know. It depends on the copy. We got. We got to go through the. You know, we got to go talk to the. You know, the big boss, McFly. That was Tommy McFly and Kelly Collins. Who Kelly was at the game, by the way. She was at the game. She was at the game that night. And if you want to know her point of view from her point of view of the game, make sure you hop on the Real Fun DC app, where uh, there's a whole segment about what happened from her point of view. And she was actually at the game, unlike us. Right. So definitely. So for me and Darius, until next time, we out.